welcome to Ad Creeps, a podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm here with my friend Al. Hello. Al, I do want to mention, yeah. I do. I did get a, a good haircut today. You did get a good haircut. And um, my haircut has made me look like Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Yeah, you got a big old <laughs> ice cream cone head. I don't know, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Just, I like it. Yeah. Boy, I got the little, you're right, the DQ yeah. swirl on You gotta top. just rock that vibe. Can I, can we talk about your look? Oh, please. Your hair? My hair? Oscar Wilde. Mwah. It is a very uh, romantic era poet <laughs> sort of desperately <laughs> seeking haircut situation. Party in the front and party in the back. Party everywhere. <laughs> With my new summer due, I thought I would do two things Ooh. this at Creek. Number one, celebrate gay culture. Okay. That isn't really gay. Well, it could be. Oh. Because we're talking about it. <laughs> and number two, really getting into, again, leaning into the jock. You're a real sports guy. I think I'm just, this is it. This is me. Me, Jimmy Neutron, is not sport a boy, man. is not a boy genius, <laughs> is a smart sports fan now. Oh. That's how we're going to do it. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, reluctantly. Because we're going to get, like, I got to tell you, we're going to get right into it. As, as you know, and our listeners, I'm sure, can attest, I am not a jock, <laughs> unless it comes to knowing things about math. Well, are you good at that, too? No, I'm saying oh. I'm a jock when it comes to math. <laughs> I don't think that's anything. I'm a math jock. I think that's just a nerd. No, I mean, I'm bad at math. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> I got it. But I'm here. I'm ready to party. You're a jock compared to the the, the nerds. Just ring out your jock strap and Ooh. shower me in its juices. Well, we're going to shower you in something. That's for sure. <laughs> Bob Hoffman was a big man with an even bigger ego. Ooh. He was a well-known World War I veteran and commonly wore medals of valor on his coat. Oh. Some were awarded to him during the war. Some were definitely not. Worst energy. (laughs) We're coming in hot! (laughs) It was this sort of ego and attitude that was very helpful when it came to his business ventures. Bob Hoffman was a barbell salesman. Isn't it reassuring to know that even, like, World War I soldiers had sometimes rancid vibes? (laughs) I think they, hey, I think they all did. Yeah. I think they're... I think they all kind of did. Yeah, I think they did. (laughs) Back then, yes. (laughs) Hoffman actually started in the iron oil burner industry. You know, Mm. that old-timey, that old-timey stuff. An industry that was thriving during the Great Depression of the 1930s. In this industry, he hired men who had the same athletic interests as he did. He wanted to create his own community of weightlifters. Oh. He's making a sort of like a like a meathead palace. Like a ooh, like a commune of buff boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> himbo farm. Oh, a himbo farm. <laughs> Plant them early, water <laughs> them. Bumper crop this year. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, that's see it's funny cuz bumper you can use bumper plates on a barbell and so I made a joke. You did make a joke. It was very good. Cool. I get and, that. That makes sense <laughs> to me. It was very good. It was very good. <laughs> just to say, just to show my little uh, background, I was also a weightlifter in the in the college years, in the post-college mm-hmm. years. And then I hurt myself very badly. <laughs> and me, sometimes I try to do one push-up and I can't. Oh, who can do a push-up? <laughs> 
no one can do a, actually can do a push up. No one. No one. It, they're, they're not real. It's CG. <laughs> Deep faked. <laughs> I've never seen anyone do a push if up. Anyone in real can life. deep fake me doing a push up. It would do wonders for my self esteem. I was thinking about this the other day. I was listening to a podcast on deep fakes and how I would just want to put my face on just a buff boy's body. Oh yeah, and just like see that see that sucker ride around. I'd love it. That would be pretty cool. It'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and would I make that body do a push up? Yes. Because it's deep fake. You gotta. You gotta. In the early part of the 20th century, lifting weights was actually a health concern, even by doctor standards. The American medical community warned that lifting weights would lead you to become muscle-bound. Oh, no. Having so many big muscles that you couldn't walk or sit or even do small tasks. Did they not used to call, like, very buff people muscle-bound hunks? Yes, yes, muscle-bound. <laughs> like, literally, you're so bound, you cannot move. Oh, my God. I'm sure there's some, like, inflation porn that does that. that bound. <laughs> Going to the gym and exercising was seen as an extreme form of body modification. Lifting weights was seen as dirty, relegated to the underground. So all those like little prim, little, I guess, Edwardian, Victorian, they're like, no muscles for us. No. We must be thin. <laughs> we must blow away in the wind. <laughs> and then uh, Hoffman was like, no, let's get some. Let's do some muscles. Let's do some muscles. Let's make them happen. <laughs> Get a bopping. Oh, wow. So when Hoffman formed a team of young men, mostly new immigrants to America, to lift weights in the back of an iron oil burner factory, it was a brand new concept. Yeah, it sounds new. <laughs> but so very old. Come to my factory. <laughs> Tale is all this time. Hey, you from uh, over there? Come on over here. <laughs> let's, let's. You know what the universal language is? What? Iron. <laughs> Flexing. <laughs> Soon the yolk, oh, I love it, yolk, oil, york. I wrote yolk. Because they're yolked. Because they are yolked. <laughs> it's York, Pennsylvania. Soon the York Oil Burner Athletic Club were winning big at small local lifting meets. Because there were not many competitors, it meant that these young men were qualifying for big events, like the Olympics. Oh. So you have these young guys coming out, they're working for Hoffman, they have a job during the Great Depression. Yeah. And Huge. and they're lifting, and they're winning, they're winning so much, they win like one competition, they're like, mm, hey, we're sending you to Berlin <laughs> oh, to no. lift in the Olympics. <laughs> that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yikes. While they were there, they were able to be out government-sponsored teams. More specifically, government-sponsored teams who were looking for world dominance in more ways than one. Oh, boy. At the 1936 Berlin Olympic, York Athletic Club member Anthony Cerletso not only won gold, but set Olympic records while doing so. Huh. So it was a big deal that the Nazis did not win in weightlifting one of the like show of big masculine strunk. energy strong strong energy yeah it is also i do oft also have to say the silver and the bronze went to two egyptian oh cool um metal um or uh, uh, lifters and like in terms of lifting in the olympics we'll talk about why america's not involved now a lot of arabic countries have a lot of big big lifters cool uh and also chinese lifters especially the chinese women's program is amazing nice okay i just like to talk about it uh, yeah uh, 
For Bob Hoffman, weightlifting wasn't about improving your health. It was also a patriotic act. Oh, God. Quote, the vast majority of people are soft. He said it in an article published in his own magazine, Strength and Health. In and night. proud. <laughs> in 1932. To avoid having our own country invaded, we must be strong. He don't, he don't want you to be soft. We got to be strong and straight, baby. The, no, the Nazi. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> the Nazis will attack us and then we'll be too soft. They'll push us right over. <laughs> <laughs> By 1935, Hoffman purchased the only other barbell company in America, Milo Barbells, and then started up his own mail-order barbell catalog. He was so committed to this ideal that he switched manufacturing at York from iron burners to the only barbells. Uh, And this was still the height of the Great Depression, where people needed these oil burners. Um, So he did a big, big swing. (laughs) Big swing. He's like, fuck your warmth. I got to get swole. (laughs) America has to be swole. (laughs) In order to sell his weightlifting program to America, he and several other of his club members took to the road, touring fairs and carnivals with a barbell strapped to the front of their truck. Now, I want to see this. Is this the ye olde truck nuts? Yes! <laughs> it's here! Were they like the fun circus barbells with their just big spheres? I think I think they're like very much like modern day where oh, okay. you have the plates. Um, but maybe, maybe they have the cute spheres. Who knows? <laughs> kind of a nice you know those fun were, vibe. You know those were fake, right? What? You know the big ball ones? The strunkmen? Yeah, the strunkmen weren't lifting. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they were still strong. Okay. (laughs) The mustaches were real? Oh, so real. Okay. And fabulous. (laughs) I often think about their outfits, the strongmen outfits. The striped singlet. Striped singlet, one strap. Oh. Very good. Fashion. Fashion. During these tours, they would put on a weightlifting show for the crowd. York Athletic Club members would perform large Olympic-style lifts and then touch their toes and sprint around the audience. Because remember, people thought if you lift weights, you'd be muscle-bound. You cannot do anything. You'd be a big muscle baby on the floor. (laughs) Please change my diaper. (laughs) Could you imagine? I... Certainly, there's a porn out there. I'm not into that, <laughs> but I understand that people may be, and I support are into them. it. Oh, I was just thinking about protein poops Ooh. that are in those diapers. Okay, well, we don't have okay, to. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. You started. <laughs> we it. can sidestep it. <laughs> Hoffman's goal was to show that being muscle bound was a myth, and that lifting weights can be beneficial to creating a healthy person. "Quote: Home training is the best way to produce the maximum in strength and growth." Oh. <laughs> okay. Right? And do it for America. <laughs> Keep them flying, boys. Oh my god. Keep them flexing, boys. <laughs> For Du Bois. For Du Bois. By 1938, Bob Hoffman was publishing health advice in books and his own magazine, which were now being consumed across America. Some of his advice ideas in many exercise programs are still used today. In his 1938 book, How to Be Strong, Healthy, and Happy, which is, I guess, you know, I love that. Yeah. I would love one of those. Hoffman talks about, at length, about avoiding white flowers or refined sugar something that was not like oh. talked about <laughs> what? i thought you meant like flowers like oh flower like blooms 
like posies. And I was like, do not look at them. Is this a metaphor? <laughs> no, like mm. grains. He was anti-gluten before it was cool. Oh. Did you know that um, a lot of the like strength sort of magazines and, yeah. uh, you know, things where it was like about male physique. Yeah. Those were a lot of like early uh, gay magazines. We're going to talk about that. Oh, are we? Yeah. Then you can cut this. Oh, no, no. I'm not going to cut it because you called that shot. Oh, I do love to call a shot. There's a, we're going to talk about a magazine called, uh, there's a Montreal magazine called His Physique. Oh. And it's, uh, you know, Ooh. His Physique. Oh, His Physique. <laughs> he was also one of the first exercise programs to incorporate large amounts of protein in the diet. Mm. So you gotta eat your protein. Gotta. Gotta to get those gains. <laughs> God. There's also a, in, when I used to lift, in the, in the circles in my hemisphere, I would say, there was a program called Go mad, Ugh. and it was like gallon of milk a day. Huh, don't. Yeah, <laughs> not all at once, but they're like, you need this much like calories and protein to get the gains to lift very of heavy. Milk of milk of whole like whole milk. Better way. There's gotta be. I get. I don't know. Could you imagine like, oh, bro, I can't get through my milk. I gotta take it to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Just wiping it from your fucking stubble. Oh, got milk. Got no, thank you, <laughs> no, thank you. Even though Hoffman had some big health hits, it also needs to be established that he had many more misses. Mm. In the same book, How to Be Strong, Healthy, and Happy, he discusses at length how headaches and migraines were caused. By constipation. I can say pretty definitively, <laughs> that's not the case. <laughs> not true, not true. He was kind of obsessed with bowel movements. I mean, me too, but I'm, I'm rarely at risk of constipation yeah. and I do get migraines a uh, lot. You proved that one wrong, huh? How about this one? How about this one? Um, he also warned about the evils of condiments. Okay, well, that's just a friggin' bridge too far. You don't put ketchup on your hot dog. It's yeah, too you, much. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you, give me all the aiolis. I, like it. I think it was something... Ooh, aiolis, yes. <laughs> I think it was something about, like, dry and being better poops. I don't know. And yet, he drank a gallon of milk a day? No, he didn't. Okay. Other, other people, other... That was the other, like, uh, something awful goons. Oh, were, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. Brutal. Those guys. He also warned about the evils of condiments, and preach that masturbation absolutely, quote, zaps a man's strength. Wow. It's like those liquids. You need all your liquids. You need... <laughs> you need all <laughs> you of them. You need all your liquids. If you, uh... Keep it in, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if him, like, if before meat, like, he's checking? Yeah. <laughs> Just sniffing around, saying, like, mm, I don't know. Someone's got that funky junk. Oh, my God. You know what I'm talking this about. This man is wrong on three counts so far. <laughs> He's wrong on so many counts. <laughs> the men at the York Athletic Club, most of which were York Barbell Company employees, were required to follow all of Hoffman's health and exercise programs. Hoffman, however, seemed to be exempt from the rules. While he banned caffeine and coffee from the, from the athletic club, Hoffman was seemingly addicted to no-dose. Huh. That's a bad. It's not good. That's a bad. I guess coffee bad, no-dose good? It, it, apparently, according to this man. Yep. 
He also required his men to get at least eight hours of sleep, which is good. Yeah. Uh, but he would commonly go to bed very late at night saying, quote, I sleep faster than most people. What? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> I sleep faster. While York, the York lifters were put on a careful diet of high protein, low refined flours and sugars, Hoffman ate hot dogs and candy. All while claiming to be the healthiest man in the world. But no condiments. No con... Dry. I love my hot dogs dry. Just pushing those dry dogs down my throat. Through your gullet. (laughs) This is what makes a man strong. (laughs) Dry hot dogs. Some of Hoffman's products were also a little suspect. In 1952, he introduced high protein. Protein spelled P-R-O-T-E-E-N. <laughs> protein. Protein. Ooh. The second protein powder supplement available in the market. I mentioned that it's the second one because the first was produced one year earlier in 1951 by a man named Irvin Johnson. Mm. It was called Johnson's High Protein, spelled correctly, food, uh, and was regularly advertised in Hoffman's Health and Strength magazine. So much so that Hoffman took the idea and made it his own. Yoink! All ads for Johnson's protein were quickly replaced with Hoffman's high-protein mix. Wow. Yeah. Ruthless. Yep, grabbed it. High-protein <laughs> was a mix of soybean powder and a leftover chocolate powder sourced from the nearby Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> more, more yoink. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine Hoffman going through the dumpster like, oh, chocolate, <laughs> see? Hmm. Hoffman would haphazardly mix the ingredients in the back of the barbell factory with a big paddle. Oh, boy. What a bad man. His weight gain powder was the exact same formula as his weight loss formula. And if you were to ask him the formula, he would shrug. It's all the same, baby. It's like however much protein he has and however much Hershey's chocolate he has. Good Lord. (laughs) Oh, but it was hot. What a swindler. Oh, he's... (laughs) Now, I do, there are people, like, the Hoffman method are still used today, mm-hmm. and, like, the weightlifting Hall of Fame is, like, all, is like a shrine to him. Oh, it's all his boys. Oh, it's all his boys. <laughs> but he's a, hey, a bad man. Yeah. Uh, while Hoffman was preaching the good word of protein and patriotic weightlifting, a 19-year-old out of Montreal started to turn the weightlifting boat away from the athletic and into the realm of the aesthetic. Yes. 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 <laughs> Joe Weeder began publishing a competing weightlifting magazine called Your Physique mm-hmm. in 1940. He began reaching out to Canadian weightlifters that he found in Hoffman's magazine so he could sell his own program and his own protein powder called High Protein, but spelt the same way. Okay. Uh, I think also the the tariffs, the American tariffs during the war also helped because... Um, Hoffman couldn't sell his protein or barbells up north. Oh. So uh, Weeder's like, mm, I can do it. We can do it. <laughs> Come on, boys. Let me just slide in here. Weeder did not want him to be fit because of patriotic duty. He wanted to build the first team of bodybuilders. <sighs> this was the, a group that was less about the athletic and more about the aesthetic. Weeder moved to California and set up shop close to Muscle Beach. Uh. A savage in the 1930s by gymnasts and athletes, Muscle Beach had turned into a tourist attraction by the 1950s. I didn't know it went back that far. Yeah, I didn't either. It's 
just is imagining hot. people doing their little welcome to the gun show. And poses. it was a very it was it was home to like bodybuilders before bodybuilders even existed, but also it was home to a very gay community yeah. as well. I want to go out on a limb and say the my first introduction to a concept of Muscle Beach or similar, yeah. um, probably from Archie Comics. Oh, yeah, they, Riverdale must have had their own little muscle beach. Yeah. It's just all teens. Moose was there. Oh, Moose had to be Reggie there. Reggie was there. And then Dilton came and he was like, can I? And they're like, His no. little limp noodle arms. <laughs> it's about patriotism. <laughs> That's what he's all about. Yeah. People from all around the world would watch these lifters exercise in very little clothing. Mm. Out from under the Venice, California sun. Weeder found his people here and quickly founded the International Federation of Bodybuilders with his brother, Ben. Wow. He poached men from York who had grown tired of Bob Hoffman's tough regimen. The feud between Weeder and Hoffman got nasty, with Hoffman commonly referring to Weeder's men as booby builders. <laughs> And constantly calling Weeder himself a dirty communist. What? Because he's Canadian, oh, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Not patriotic. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Hoffman's all about strength, like functional strength for to beat, I guess, the Nazis. Yeah. And then later the communists. And uh, Weeder's like, nah, bro, we just want to get We want to look hot and we sexy. Look hot and sexy. And that's communism. <laughs> <laughs> look, looking hot and sexy is communism. The last straw for Hoffman's program came in the form of a young Austrian bodybuilder who Weeder sponsored to immigrate to the States. Arnold Schwarzenegger Mm. came to California in 1968 and hit Hollywood by storm. By 1970, barbells had become an acceptable form of exercise. But Weeder's program of bodybuilding had all but totally replaced Hoffman's patriotic lifting for health. Aesthetics pushed athletics out of the limelight. The American lifting program at the Olympics, the one championed and funded by Hoffman, never recovered. The men, the American men haven't won an Olympic medal since 1984. Rip. Yeah, rip. Ripped. Ooh. I did it again. Yeah, you did it. You did it so good. So it's it's this replacement of so this is the pattern. Yeah. Number very early, don't get don't lift because you will get too muscles, too many muscles. You'll be a muscle baby. Hoffman comes in, and he's like, no, 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 it's for our health. Let's get health for America. And then Weeders come in like, nah, bro. <laughs> Let's get hot. Let's look fine. <laughs> Let's go fine. Let's get muscle bound. <laughs> and then Arnie, when he's in like fuck it, what's it? Um, what's the big barber barbarian movie oh conan yeah that i think that was his first movie look oh. like looking at him on screen fresh from austria fresh from venice beach yeah like going through weeder's program and people were like whoa barbells can do that to you <laughs> barbells and weightlifting were now solidly connected once again to bodybuilding and the stigma of being muscle-bound Many people in the 1970s avoided weightlifting because of this program and because they were advertised that the bodies that were weightlifting looked like the ones at Muscle Beach. Mm. The rise of cardio began as people, especially women, looked to get 
healthy without the use of weights. And I'm going to say healthy yeah. because in quotations, because there are a lot of very bad exercise programs coming in the 70s and 80s and 90s, specifically looking towards just losing weight and not being healthy. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to be healthy. Yeah. Um, getting skinny. Uh, fuck that. <laughs> the phrase, quote, contour without a bulky look became commonly commonplace in exercise programs such as Jane Fonda's workout. Many trainers advised women to use small weights so they didn't look bigger. This weightlifting baggage, mostly placed squarely on women, continues solidly into the 21st century. In the early aughts, Gwyneth Paltrow told the world that women should, quote, not lift more than three pounds or they would get too bulky. Let's let's count the things that weigh more than three pounds. Lots of probably them. a baby if you have one. Yeah, a cat. A little dog for yeah. sure. Like anything. Like <laughs> a bag of groceries. Gwyneth, have you seen muscular women? Because they're fucking hot. They're fucking. And you know what? I'd pay a lot of money to see them step on Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> yeah. A parade of bad advice followed. That certain exercises would give you, quote, long and lean muscle, a thing that does not exist. (laughs) Uh, And that anyone who started using a barbell would automatically bulk up. Uh, And that, worst of all, the final goal of exercise was to get skinny and lose weight, Mm -hmm. which is not what exercise should fundamentally be used for. (laughs) This is the weightlifting world that birthed one of the most notorious and hilarious pieces of exercise equipment popular culture has ever seen. Oh, boy. Are you? I've got ideas. You got some ideas? Okay. Johan Verheim, CEO of Fitness IQ, was looking to develop a new exercise product around the idea of inertia. Mm. In the 1990s, there was a product that was a long bow and people gripped and shook it, but people were so unfamiliar with it, it did not sell well. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like a long piece of like, it looks like a long broom handle, but it's flexible and you hold it and you wiggle it. I've not seen it. And it wiggles with you. (laughs) I couldn't even find what it was called. I do remember it. It's called a wiggle stick. Wiggle stick. Yep. Nailed it. Verheim used that same idea of an exercise of exercise equipment that used inertia to patent a new type of dumbbell. But because of the aversion to weightlifting, Verheim did not think he'd be able to sell his new piece of equipment. And then Michelle Obama, more specifically her arms, hit media everywhere. They liked her arms. They loved her arms. They were like, hey, look at her arms. They were tight. They were tight. <laughs> Quote, The first lady has made it unacceptable for women to appear in public with covered arms. (laughs) However, innocently, however, unwittingly, that is what she's done. (laughs) What? Quote, obviously embittered older white woman with an opinion, Joyce Burdick, (laughs) uh, in her New York Times article. Those bare-toned, elegant arms of her have spawned an epidemic of sleevelessness, exposing arms, 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 and not all of them are toned and elegant. Okay, get back in the closet. (laughs) (laughs) For uh, Verheem, the first lady had brought him a hook. Quote, I read an article about Michelle Obama's arms. I guess there was a lot of them. There was a lot of coverage on on her arms. One might say there were a lot of facets to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
And how more women wanted the right to bear arms or to show off their arms, said Verheem. And I thought that suddenly it was the perfect time to come out with the shake weight. The shake weight didn't come out till that late? Yes, uh, 2012. Why is it? It feels like a 90s thing in my mind. (laughs) No, no, no. That's so wild. It's so wild, huh? And it was only... And we'll talk about it. It was only on our radar for like under a year. God. Yeah. It got thrown out pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> the shake weight is a unique, if you've never seen it, is the shape of a dumbbell. But instead of lifting and going through the full range of motion, you grip it and shake it. Yep. <laughs> the small plates of weight on either side shake back and forth. And the person using the weight gets a, quote, workout by fighting against the inertia. It, it's really... There's a lot of claims, like many exercise equipment of the 1990s, early aughts, and the 2010s. It did not work very well. Yeah. Just lift just lift something. Just lift something. A dog, even. <laughs> just lift your dog. <laughs> Squat with your dog. He'll love it. He won't. Poop with your dog. <laughs> Squat and poop with your dog. When it was first out on the market, it was specifically marketed towards women who wanted to work their biceps, just like Michelle Obama. <laughs> Goodness. Quote, women don't like heavy uh, gym equipment that's designed for men to bulk up, says Verheem. Most of the weight products on the market are designed for weightlifting. I mean, when you look at it, we're still using the same dumbbell as in the Roman era. We're not. It's It's different. Max of gender. (laughs) Yes. Shake weight rolled out slowly in order to test the waters. They spent a few thousand dollars on ads and released them across the country on on a one weekend, like just on one weekend. They were hoping to use these markets as a type of focus group. The number of sales were not outstanding. But then by Tuesday night, the shake weight website was crashing because of the immense traffic. The small ad campaign was picked up by Jimmy Kimmel, The View, and then Ellen. The amount of product placement would have cost the company millions, but they received it for free. Wow. And it's all because the shake weight and its inertia-driven jerking motion. (laughs) (laughs) The commercial of women using it looking distinctly like, well, you know. (laughs) Quote, we probably got more attention than most because our product was funny. And back when we were making the ads, there were a couple of jokes going around the set about what it looks like if you do it a certain way, said Vreem. But that wasn't our master plan, and we've had to spend a lot of PR so people actually know it works. Oh, boy. So they're like, we know what it looks but like. But we didn't mean it like that. we didn't that. mean it like that. <laughs> You're gross. <laughs> no, you. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> but really, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But Hoffman says, don't do that. But Hoffman <laughs> says, hey, are you doing that for America? Keep it inside, boys. <laughs> And Weeder's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, with the publicity of the original shake weight, uh, Fitness IQ decided to bring a slightly heavier version, five pounds rather than 2.5 pounds, um, to the market. It was distinctly marketed towards men. Ooh. The ad was, well, still very sexual. And the creator fought against the idea every step of the way. Quote, in the men's ad, there's no room for sexual innuendo there. Because it's an intense workout. Oh, yeah, I bet it is. Uh, We did it with Navy SEALs and Army Rangers and saw if they could do it for three minutes. And they couldn't. They couldn't handle it. They couldn't do it for three Three minutes minutes even. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like those porns where they direct you to like jerk it and but duh, not that fast. Oh my god. It's exactly this. <laughs> can you do it for can you jerk it for three minutes? Goodness me. This army ranger could not. He couldn't do it. Could you? He couldn't keep it up for three minutes. <laughs> it's the roids. <laughs> He was wrong. The shake weight for men is a far funnier ad because of the grunting that takes place as they're jerking it. Oh, no. We will be watching that ad. Very good. Because it is so good. I'm excited. Uh, less than a year after the shake weight's release, two million dumbbells had been sold, bringing a total of $40 million for Fitness IQ. Um, Saturday Night Live and South Park both parodied, parodied the weight while the New York Jets brought a big load of them, nice, for training <laughs> and used them on the HBO series Hard Knocks. All of this was worth hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of free as advertising that they got for free. Mm. Like a lot of exercise trends, the shake weight disappeared as quickly as it appeared on the scene. This was under a year it disappeared. That's wild. This may be because more people bought it as a joke rather than an actual piece of workout equipment. <laughs> or because it its release coincided with another big exercise movement that was gaining massive popularity in 2012. Functional fitness and CrossFit. Oh, boy. The era of being frightened of barbell bulk was once again coming to a close. CrossFit, which I'm sure we'll get to in another one, because boy. Boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. Was born with its roots in paramilitary white supremacy. Its hero workouts were named after soldiers who were killed during the, quote, war on terror <sighs> and police officers who were killed on duty. Oh, yeah. Awful. Yeah, it's real bad. Well, white suburban women and their boring husbands were soon... <laughs> Slammed. <laughs> ...were soon doing messy clean and jerks in grungy gyms across America. In the end, it seemed that Hoffman, the man who wanted everyone to lift weights as a form of patriotism, had won. The fear of bulk has led us here, through kettlebell swings, through kipping pull-ups, and more importantly, to a dumbbell that makes it look like you're jerking off right into the old kisser. <laughs> you ready to see? I'm so excited. It's so good. Oh By the way, God. happy Pride, everyone. Happy Pride. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to watch this real horned up ad, <laughs> you can watch it in our sources. Just click the little Beauty. linky. We'll return after these messages. This is not a workout. This is a revolution. This is Shake Weight for men. And it's going to kick your butt. <sighs> That's it. In just six minutes. Guaranteed. Uh. Ordinary weights isolate one muscle in one direction. But Shake Weight harnesses the power of dynamic inertia to totally redefine strength training. As you shake, the weights at each end fire and recoil rapidly. This piston-like motion sends a shockwave of energy that forces your muscles to contract as many as 240 times a minute. So you build definition, size, and strength in less time. And now this technological breakthrough in strength training can be yours for just $29.95. Shake weight is science fact, not fiction. A leading biomechanics research center proved that six minutes with the shake weight burns as much muscle energy as 42 with a standard dumbbell. You get ripped, defined, and stronger, faster, guaranteed. Welcome back to the show. You can't. Happy 
pride. <laughs> it's here. Oh my god. <laughs> Just so rowdy. So much. So many muscle bound hunks. So many muscle bound hunks. Um, quite. They were quite and toit. Yeah. So we're seeing a guy. In a, a gym-like space. Yeah, I guess so. He's shaking a shake weight. It jiggles. My <laughs> God. It jiggles. There's so something much. about the speed of the jiggle <laughs> that calls to mind another similar action. Uh, yes, and that would be? Jerking off. <laughs> and Could you imagine, though, you're a shake weight. You're a shake weight guy. Yeah. Like we all are. And you're just so used to gripping it and shaking it like a hundred times per minute. Your dick will <laughs> It'll fall right fall off. Right off. <laughs> That's not good. No. What gets me is okay, so they have all the guys. They the, have the guys. The army man, the navy man, the the active boxer. It's <laughs> what they said for one guy. And after they shake it, when they stop shaking it, they all go, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. I've heard those noises before. It's like, yeah, that's you finished. You completed. <laughs> We get it. <laughs> we're proud of you. And one guy talks about how hard his muscles were, and they yeah. talk about how intense the feeling is. You actually said how vascular these. They're, the men are very vascular. The men are very vascular. Yeah. I my favorite part is how they're serendip- serendipitous. No, serendipitously. No. Yes. Ser- no. What's the thing? They're like it's kind of by accident, but not really by accident. Serendipitously. Sure. Um, <laughs> that word, but they're in front of, like, the um, San Diego, like, USS... Yeah, there's a like big a boat. carrier. Yeah. yeah like, it might... <laughs> Just to let you know, the Army's here. And this is, again, the, like, paramilitary, weird, patriotic thing about getting muscles. Yeah. Do see, it for America. Big boat means Army's here. Yeah. Army strong. Army strong. Army try weight. Yeah. Too much for army. Oh, perfect too much. for you. <laughs> it's five pounds. My favorite part is when the man um, in the commercial was doing a position where he had the shake weight behind his head, yeah. and it looked like he was standing in front of the Jolly Green Giant <laughs> and jerking him and off. And jerking him off. Yeah, and he went, oh, <laughs> corn. Do you think the Jolly Green Giant? <laughs> Do you think the Jolly Green Giant creams corn? Yeah. I do. And that's what it's called. It's all over that guy's head and chest. <laughs> His slick. It'd be slick with it. Holy <laughs> yuck. <laughs> ah, I'm horned up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, I don't know. You, you can also see the shake weight for women. Yeah. It is very, it's sexual. It's not as sexual as this one. I don't need to see it at this no, time. No, you don't need to. I've seen all I can see. My eyes are done. <laughs> They've ejaculated. Yeah. Ugh. It's 2022. It's 2022 is the thing. And also, I think CrossFit, ha- I mean, it's not as cool anymore. No, but a lot more people are doing home workouts because they, there was oh, a long period yeah. where it was dangerous to go to the gym. Yes. It's still dangerous to go to the gym. To go to the gym. Um, so I think the shake weight's perfect for yeah. people that, you know, maybe didn't exercise before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but decided to get into exercise because of the pandemic. Yeah. And they need, now they need a shake weight. They do need a shake so weight. So I think we're seeing a lot of people on couches, yeah. sort of in front of Zoom calls, just shaking. And now can I say, they're shaking on a Zoom call, but they're shaking it underneath the yeah, table. Yeah, they are. And everyone's like, this is not good. <laughs> 
That'd be a great commercial. Yeah. I, oh, I guess that's what we're doing, huh? Pandemic shake weight, yeah. Pandemic shake weight where you're shaking just under the Zoom call. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is so hard. I'm getting such a pump on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, and they finish the, oh. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do what? On weird things on Zoom calls. <laughs> Don't do it. I think it's like, we're we're like three years into it. Yeah. I think if, if anyone's going to do stuff, weird stuff on Zoom calls, they've already done it. That's true. They've probably already gotten out of their system. But that's why you need a shake weight. Yeah. Keep on doing some weird stuff. And then Hoffman pokes his head in and says, don't do that. For America. Keep it in. And keep it in. <laughs> well, actually, this is the this is actually the best way to jerk it without actually jerking it. Yeah, you, by working out. I think they should also introduce a new product. Yeah, along with a shake weight, and it's mm. called like, or it, it's like a series of ropes. It's like a home rope course. Okay, that you like kind of like sling your way along, and yeah. it's called slinging ropes, <laughs> like snakes. Yeah, comma like snakes. <laughs> oh, we could do a whole. <laughs> We could do a whole yeah, and then and then there's one where it's like you have to sometimes you know your hands yeah you want that grip strength right so we're gonna make a little let's say a trackball uh-huh. and you have to just spin it <laughs> just real fast just just around in a circle and counterclockwise <laughs> very good yeah just one with one or two fingers yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> want to get america better at fingering we we all want this this is what we need <laughs> it's 2022 just get on the fingering boat it's great for everyone yeah you have a hole finger it <laughs> finger it today folks call this number <laughs> i guess you could do like like resistance training with your fingers just the smallest little elastic bands <laughs> <laughs> yeah to get that strength to get that strength some hey you know what an asshole has a lot of got, you gotta clasp. combat that muscle <laughs> muscle bound fingers <laughs> can't pick up a spoon but boy the oh. things you can do <laughs> it's a ramming speed <laughs> wow we went someplace yeah but you know what the shake weight went there first so they it's did it's it. fault it, yeah it's their fault I think Mm. Do you want a local ad? I do. I want one. Okay. Yay. I have one for you. Yay. It's absolutely unrelated. <laughs> that's okay. I think that's what we need. <laughs> yeah. We need to get our minds out of the gutter. Oh, it's never. It's it's never. Never. Not so fast. Roll and roaster. We're not so fast. Roll and roaster. We're taking the time. Making everything just right. Waking up your appetite, we give you real roast beef, bigger burgers, cook the way you want. At Rollin' Roaster, the not-so-fast, fast food restaurant. At Rollin' Roaster, we take just a few extra minutes to make fast food great food. Rollin' Roaster, Emmons and Nostrand Avenues in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. Okay. Al told me that when they came in, that this ad has been stuck in their head for... No, 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 no. Oh, That's no? For my next episode. Oh, never mind. Well, this ad's going to get stuck in my head for it's a It's very week. good. Oh, my gosh. This is Rollin' Roasters. Yeah, a very limited fast food chain from the New York area. I love small, small hidden chains. Yeah. This ad is very good because it's like a series of singers, most of them femme, 
But there's that one guy with that good mustache. Yeah. He's there too. And uh, they all got roller roller skates on. Yes, they do. The roller skate restaurant. Oh, you go out and you get the roaster beef. Rolling roasters. Rolling. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. Rolling roasters. Mm-hmm. I get it. And um, you can get a good sandwich there. You can get a roasty beefy. Oh, I love a roasty beefy. Don't we all? <sighs> I'm going on vacation soon to the southern United States, Mm -hmm. and I cannot wait to just consume nothing but roadside America, like fast food. Mm. You're going to have a hell of a time. Guess what we're going by, buddy? Sheets. Oh, love a sheets. Love a sheets. Love to visit a sheets. Love a sheets. Um, If you have a small local fast food restaurant that is very good and may or may not have rollerblades... Um, you need to message us or email us at creepsandgmail.com. We'd also love to see your local ads of any kind. Yes, and please. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at adcreeps. And uh, we love to hear from you. And also, if you enjoy the show, we'd love uh, if you would be willing to write us a, a, a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. And also, we do a lot of work. And if you'd like to tip us, we have a Kofi yeah. on our Twitter profile, right? Yes. Yes, we do. I had to read, like, a book. <laughs> no. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's pride. I shouldn't have to read. Yeah, gay jocks. I'm not gay. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. I'll get over it. You'll get over it. <laughs> you sure will. Is that it? That's it. Until next time, we are Shining, shining On. You weren't my spouse. Flex for me, baby. Ooh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of crotches, my crotches are not doing great. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. When will my period just decide it's no longer needed in this world? (laughs) Economy. (laughs) In this economy? My period?